But uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'm going to let them um, understand. From a young G's perspective, and before me dig out a bitch, I have to find a contraceptive. Yes! Welcome to the Black Guy with Tips podcast. <laughs> it's your host, Rod and... Karen. And we also have our fifth guest yeah. in the studio Number now. Five, y'all. Uh, say what's up to my boy Petey. Petey, what's up to the people? How's it going, everybody? All right, now we brought Petey in here today. Um, I know how long I've known you about four or five years at least, right? Sounds about right. It's been maybe longer. Yeah, it might have been longer than that. I've I haven't had white friends all my life, but like probably in the last eight to ten years, I have infinitely increased the amount of white people I know. Like somewhere, it's got to be over. It's over twenty five, and it went from like one. So. So where did you go wrong? Uh, I went to HBCU, yeah. um, Historically Black College, and um, also I went to uh, uh, Olympic High School and lived in a black neighborhood. You know, just <laughs> normal shit, you know? Like, if you go to any church in North Carolina right now, most of the population in there is black. I go to any neighborhood, or, you know, of one race, you go to any neighborhood, like, 10, 15, 20 years ago, most of that neighborhood was of one race, like... The the intermingling kind of just started in Charlotte, especially when um, people from the north started coming down into Charlotte. Yeah. I'm sure it's worse in like Wadesboro and all those other um, backwards uh, country towns. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think that's what happened. But you know, so you blame the northerners moving into the south for you having to hang out with more and more white people? I don't blame it, man. It's been it's been I good. I like it. I don't, <laughs> I don't pay for beer anymore. Um, Actually, I didn't drink beer before, so but I never pay for it. Um, <laughs> as I take a sip of this beer, but um, now nah, it's been it's it's actually been pretty cool. I like getting to know people. I actually had a um, a, I don't want to call it a debate because it wasn't really that much of a debate, but I actually had an issue on my Facebook page where some of my black friends got into it with some of my white friends. Over unemployment and Obama and shit, and it was. I read that this morning. Yeah, it was, and it was weird because yeah. both sets of groups are my friends. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I and I forget that like most people pretty much have like a one denominational uh, clique of people yeah, to hang out with. And they don't really hang around with people who think outside of the box or think differently or have different perspectives and that's why I enjoy intermingling and getting to know people to understand why people think the way they do, why they have the opinions that they have because we all have, have different backgrounds. Talk to the mic. Don't talk oh, I'm, to I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of odd. It's kind of odd having a person yeah, in the room. Yeah, it is. So I'm like, hey, I'm talking to you. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I talked to the mic. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, one of the people actually hit me on my, um, you know, you have chat on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, man, I don't see how you can hang out with people like that. And I'm like, well, I hang out with you. And, like, I don't understand how people can hang out with only people that agree with them. Like, that's yeah. got to be the most boring shit in the world. Yes. Yeah, but they reaffirm their own beliefs when they do that. Yeah, definitely. It's that's, like yeah. people that watch Fox News all the time. Right. Yeah. You know, they, they may not necessarily know if they feel that way or not. But because they see it shoved down their throats all the time. They, they it, it reaffirms their beliefs and it, and it makes them feel okay to think that way. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I mean, it, even the more ludicrous parts of the the fringe of their whatever Fox or MSNBC, mm-hmm. that it's gonna be comfortable for them. Like if you, I've listened to conservative radio before, 
And I always, I can never get too far until I get like five minutes in, I have to cut it off because inevitably there will be some caller or so, some comment that is beyond the pale where you're like, okay, that shit, you sh you need to cut off. Like I could agree with you to a certain point, but then like some guy will call in and be like, well, I think Obama and Skip Gates did a conspiracy so that the uh, government will make the police look stupid. And you're like, okay, that guy, cut that guy off. Cause I might be, I might actually be with you when you say Obama jumped to a conclusion about the police and he should have waited till all the facts were revealed. I might actually agree with that shit. Can't agree with crazy nutso that you know <laughs> Obama is setting all the police up and shit. So I don't know, it's, but it's weird just uh, that people have friends. To me, it's weird that people have friends that agree with everything they say. That's that's yeah. fucking weird to me. Because to me, I like to be challenged as a person. And the only way you can be challenged is to meet with people outside your group. And just like you're talking about conservative radio, it's the same on some black stations where it's predominantly black audience. And they have people call in and they say these wild and crazy stuff. And you're like, hey, I don't go with either extreme. I'm in the middle. So if you're extreme on either side, I go, hey, I don't know if I can agree with you because this is so unrealistic. And most people don't feel like that towards another race. Yeah, I remember um, me and Will, we used to go to lunch like almost every day because mm -hmm. our job was boring and shit. But um, we used to go to lunch like every day and we would put it on this one radio station. It was this dude named Warren or Juan Valentine. Yeah. And uh, he's a black dude. He would have people call in and straight up like... They would sound like the dude that was calling from prison or something. Like, you know how prison, people go to prison, then they start reading books, then they become, like, Muslim and shit. So they're like, I'm kind of smart now. Born again. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. yeah. So they're like, all right, now I know how the world works. I'm going to get on the phone and call this dude. And they would call in and be like, yeah, my brother, see, you got to understand the white man is doing this, that, and the other. And I was like, cut this motherfucker no. off. <laughs> but I would laugh so hard because I was just like, that's crazy that yes. it is equally opposite on oh, the other radio station. Right. Like That person, if they listen to five seconds of conservative radio, would be like, this is bullshit. I can't believe they do this. Flip it, put it on the um, on the Warren Valentine show, and they're saying the opposite shit. And you're like, this is just as crazy. What yes. the fuck is wrong with both of y'all? So you think that if uh, there was a moderate radio station, nobody would listen to that no. shit, though? Because nope. you got to be crazy to yeah. get people's attention <laughs> yes. one, one direction or another. Because yes. it'll get people riled up, yep. yes. and they'll either call in and complain, yep. or they'll call in and say, yeah, yeah, I like that. Do it more. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I think the only reason I can listen to uh, The Daily Show and Colbert Report is because they make fun of everybody, where they're yes. just like... This right. shit was stupid. That shit was stupid. Yeah. And I can get, I can laugh with the comedy of it, but anyone that's taking all this shit serious, Seriously? like, it's too mm -hmm. much, man. Like, nothing's gonna change your life that these motherfuckers do because they all want to get reelected. So they all talk a lot of shit, but politicians, for the most part, are just like, I don't want to make sure that your taxes get too high because you won't fucking reelect me. I don't want to fucking scare you into thinking I'm gonna kill your grandma because you won't reelect. Like, they only care about getting reelected. So. None of this shit they pass is actually going to fuck with you too much. It'll all be like fucking with some, like the smallest segment of the population. Like, oh, rich people, let's take some of that shit. Or smokers or, yeah like, yeah, like they pick on a group that's so small they really can't fight back. Yeah, what the fuck are they going to do? But um, anyway, that was a long introduction. Let's get into the podcast. Um, PD, you want to talk about abortion. Now, you say you want to offer a disclaimer to your girlfriend or something before you start? or Yeah, yeah, um, my... My, my perspective, my point of view is uh, not affiliated with that of this podcast or of, <laughs> 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 or of our sponsors, <laughs> of sponsors to come. 
People yeah. always feel strongly about abortion. Whether, yeah, yeah. Whether it is that the politicians are playing them. Right. So that they'll say one thing or another for, for political reasons right. or for religious reasons. Yeah. Where maybe their pastors are playing them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, it's a tough one to talk about abortion, but I think we're doing it all wrong nowadays. How do you think we should do abortion? Well, there's no way that it should be, you know, cut off completely. Nobody's yeah, yeah. allowed to have abortions. So right. That, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it seems yeah. over the top with the whole, like, uh, Alaska where you have to pay for your rape kit and... Like a rape kit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like if you like, get raped, they don't automatically just come and investigate. You have to pay for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like whenever police uh run a rape kit uh to investigate like, you know, lacerations, um, DNA evidence, shit like that, like where you can kinda say, was this forced sex or not? In Alaska you have to pay for it and it's kind of a deterrent, you know. It, like it's almost like a mark of shame. Like that kind of thing is kinda like what a, what would happen if you like cut off all abortion, all access to it is like well now you make the entire thing shameful. What no matter how you became pregnant, whether it's incest, whether it's rape, whether it's yeah, these whatever. are all extreme cases. Right. Yeah. Incest, rape, all right. that. I, I think that if you look at the majority of the abortions, they make up like one percent. Exactly. These extreme crazy situations. Right. But if you wanted to cut it all off, then you fuck those people basically like that one percent which I think for the most part most people would actually be like, Alright, that one percent we got to do something for them. Like, if you get raped, you shouldn't have to have your rapist baby. Like, I think most people will say that 1%, we can have some shit for them, right? Now, if you do that, but you disallow all other abortion, you will have a lot of people, a lot more rapes going on where people will be like, yeah, I actually got raped. Um, so what do we got to do here? I don't, I don't want to have this baby. But um, yeah. in general, though, like, that 1%, I think most people could agree with. But go ahead, man. Continue with your... Well, you know, the... The, the extreme rape and, and you know, incest it, situations, yeah. I think that that might be just a, a scapegoat or a right. tool that people are using. The liberals are using that right. to object to... To um, any abortion law. Right. Yeah. right. Um, yeah. But w- what I want to talk about is the general population control issue. Yeah. Like, okay. I think everybody's aware that China used to have this practice where... If it was a girl, they had to be aborted. They only right. wanted to have little boys. Yes. And they did this for, I don't know, more than 20 years. Right. I don't think they're doing it now. Oh, but right. within the last 50 years, I, I would say that, that they had that practice. Well, then you got a bunch of boys walking around. Exactly. How do you reproduce? Exactly. And they're having exactly. a major problem with that now in that there's not enough girls in China. Right. And they're, they're, the mail order brides thing is real big out there. Wow. Because there's all these successful guys, you know, they're doing well in business. China is moving up as a country big time right now. They can't find a woman. But they're like, well, what are we going to do? There's no there's no girls out here. So, oh, Eastern Europe, there's there's plenty of them. Oh, uh, Russia. I wonder what's going to happen, like, uh, as wow. far as their reproduction right. in the next 50 years as a result right. of what they've done. I think what they were trying to do, like, like communism... Right. They, they they had a good idea in theory, but they didn't put it into practice. Right. right. Killing all the girls? That's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you think they know it because they're so good with math or whatnot? Like, <laughs> think they'd be like, yeah. oh, in 18 years, this yeah. shit's going to be fucked up. But uh, apparently that shit did not get calculated on the average. Oh, so right. that makes sense when I heard on NPR News that, like, 
one or two days out the week, they force the workers to go home and have sex, like the married couples. Really? Yeah, they actually shut the plants down and say, okay. go home, have sex, you need to reproduce, mm. we need more children. We got the old people falling off, dying, and getting old, and we have nobody to replace these people, like you said, because that makes sense now, because they were killing off their little girls. No wonder everybody's afraid of them having, like, nuclear weapons, because... They're like, man, a bunch of dudes sitting around yeah. like, with the fucking button. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they're all like, yeah, let's blow that shit up, man. Fuck that shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't got nothing to look at with each other. Yeah, it's more fun it's to like, blow stuff up. It's like prison and shit. But, uh, so what do you think we should do in America? Well, demographics is a real motherfucker because, you know, they're having problems with their men being able to find women right. to continue their population. And uh, here in the United States, we're having problems with the unemployment rates going up, right? right? And one of the reasons why unemployment rate is high for people in our age group, right. say 20 to 40, right. yeah. is because all the older folks, they're living longer. Yes. So they're staying yes. in their jobs longer. Yep. Yes. And whereas they should have retired and let us move up and take their positions, you know, gradually get promoted more and more. No, they're just holding on to their positions yeah. and not retiring. Yeah, I work with dudes that are like 60 and... I'd work with a dude that was like telling me like, you know, I'm having my 65th birthday in a couple of weeks. And he was like, he can barely fucking talk. And like, I thought when I met him, I thought he was a stroke victim. Um, and his nickname around the office uh, is like, I'm just going to make up his first name. But it's like, say, Peanut, Peanut Butter Stan. Like his nickname was Peanut Butter. I was like, oh, they talk like that because he talks like that. You know, like he's always eating peanut butter. Is that what y'all trying to say? Like he talks like he has a mouthful of peanut butter. But, no, it's because he eats peanut butter sandwiches for lunch every day. And I thought everyone in the office had, like, a really sick sense of humor like me. I was like, oh, they're calling that stroke victim a peanut butter stand. Like, they, they think he talks like he has peanut butter in his mouth. And I was just like, ooh, I'm glad I never made that joke because those motherfuckers would have been like, why are you saying that? Like, why are you so mean? So, all right, man, continue on with the what, – what, what should we do about it? Like, here, should we – should we start sending our unemployed over to China to have babies or what? Like, well, I'm trying to build up to it, right? So all right. I was going into demographics next. Right. And if if you look at the demographics of our country, once again, um, I, I think it's another uh, thing that we should all agree on, that the stupidest people in our country are breeding the most. most. Yes, I agree. Right? Do yeah. you agree, Karen? Yeah, a lot of people that are uneducated, yes. Yeah. You don't see a lot of, uh, like, Fortune 500 dudes with, like, 50 kids, you know? No. I mean, there's always exceptions. To right, the they are. I don't want any of my friends out there that are married and, and, and expecting their first kids to get mad at me. Right. Calling them a breeder like it's irresponsible <laughs> right. for them to have a kid. Because it's not irresponsible to have kids. Right. It's irresponsible to have kids... If you can't afford to have kids. It's right. a sustainability yeah. issue. Yeah. I agree. Sustainability has always been a problem with this country, I think, because the, the development. Yeah. Like developing From neighborhoods. Slavery. They would They would make all these neighborhoods, but the, the roads couldn't sustain that many more people living in that area and commuting on these roads. So then the yeah. traffic would be all fucked up. Sustainability is a major problem, and uh, even have, from even if you want to look at it from a large standpoint, from the fact that our labor here was derived from free slavery, like pretty much you can pay for them to eat and a place for them to you know sleep at night. That was all the labor costs you had. And ever since we had to start, like since they freed black people, since they had to start paying them and shit, it's like we're looking for more free, cheap labor because we have oh, so many yeah. people and we have so many rights where it's just like. 
can we get some Mexicans to do this shit? Because yeah, they don't have to have a union. They don't have to have minimum wage. Like, we sustainability for America is a motherfucker. So yeah. do you think the Mexicans have filled some of that void? Definitely. That yeah. and, and the people in India. Like, a lot of service call yeah. centers you call, mm-hmm. and their accent sometimes is so thick, and then they have the nerve to get mad with you, and you be like, say that again. You're like, no, can you, can you, I, can you please say It's <laughs> almost like they taught them enough English just to comprehend, and then they go, here's the phone. And you're like, no, somebody was English, please, English. Cause well, the thing is, there's not, like, nothing's made here anymore. Like, you can't really buy an American-made pair of jeans oh, at a comparative price to some shit that was made in China. Like, no. that that's where they got us. Like, that, that sustainability as far as, like, our uh, free market economy um, well, I guess the free came from free labor. Like, if you want to use the free market economy <laughs> analogy, like, yeah. we're always going to be fucked because at the bottom, we pay people more than anywhere else pretty much right oh, now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. It's interesting that you started talking about the Indian customer service mm-hmm. because the company that I just got a job for, mm-hmm. I've, I've been unemployed for a long time, way longer than I would have liked. Right. Um, because the mortgage-backed security market pretty much went to shit, and that's yes, what I was focused on. But um, the company I work for now, it's called, well, I probably shouldn't say it. Yeah, you don't have to say it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we call it one, two, three, four, five. They're, yeah. they're based out of, uh, you know, Mumbai and, and mm-hmm. India, and, mm-hmm. and the only reason I have a job is because... They do everything for this company, but they need me to talk to the people because oh. they can't do the customer service as well as it's needed for this particular role. And wow. It's very frustrating. That's crazy. And another reason I'm glad that I have this job is uh, thanks to the stimulus money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it went to... Uh, well, right now I'm doing loan modifications for right. people to avoid foreclosure. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to get out of this mess that we're all in and we can all point fingers and blame whoever... Uh, sort of fault that uh, you know yeah. there's all these foreclosures right now, but that's not the point. Yeah, we're already in it. We're, we're already in it, and the reason I have this job is because of stimulus money. Yeah. My salary is coming directly from that. Right. And uh, so I went from unemployment to that. So I'm I'm getting the taxpayers' money one way or another. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's going to somebody <laughs> I know. At least I can put a face with it. <laughs> and I pay taxes. I go here. You go here. You yeah. go. Sign to PD. Um, the yes. thing is, though, like, the the money has to go somewhere. Yes, and it does. It's better to pay for somebody being productive than to pay for somebody sitting around. So That's true. If it got somebody a job, fuck it, man. I'm I, mad people at get it. too upset about tax money. People are like babies. Like, why do I have to pay taxes at all? It's like, well, you drive on the streets. Yeah, you do. Your lights come on on the street. You uh, ride the bus. The park. Yeah, you yeah. like when the police come, don't you? And with shit popping <laughs> yeah. off, like, all that shit is it's, all tax money. Yes, your it's house like, burned down. You do would like the fire department, wouldn't you? Yeah, no one just no one likes paying taxes for shit that they don't use. That's, That's it. Like, yeah. I don't like paying taxes for other people's kids to go to school because I don't have any. So fuck those people's kids. But <laughs> but at the but same time, if, when I lost my job, if I would have had to go in unemployment, there's some dude that doesn't want to pay for my unemployment because he's always had a job. So, yeah. I mean, it's just everyone gets mad when they think about the shit that they don't get. But yeah. we think about like. Home buyer credits, uh, fucking the five thousand dollars stipend or whatever for yeah, having yeah, a kid, the marriage break, the yeah. children's. You know, it's it's a lot of 
a lot of people benefit from these tax breaks and they're the same up in arms when you feel like somebody else is benefiting from some form shape of a tax break that does not benefit you because that one way shape or form we all hustle in the system we're just hustling it in different ways so don't complain when somebody else is 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 getting their grind on maybe a way differently than you um because the government is actually here to help everybody like we all benefit from it if you ride the bus if you drive your car if you go to school even if you go to community college it's subsidized some way, shape, or form that, you know, you ain't paying a $1,000 per class because right. somebody's subsidizing that from somewhere. All right. So. All right. Continue on, man. I'm interested. You got so, me. we got the sustainability issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, and being in the job function that I'm in now, I talk to people who are losing their houses because they can't afford them and whatnot. Right. So, it, they probably shouldn't have gotten that loan to begin with. Right. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe somebody would say that. Right. Well, the whole thing, it goes along with kids, too. You know, like, if you can't afford your kids, why are you having them? Right. Why are you having so many kids if you can't afford them? So, you know, as hard as it is to get a loan right now, to get a mortgage, yeah. but it's easy to go have a kid. Exactly. You, know, you don't need not, a license or anything. Why not apply to be able to breed? I, you know what? I agree with that. You know? That's a good... That's Like, I can see... Like, I've always felt like there should be some kind of test or something... Just like, how fucking smart are you? Um, what what are you gonna fucking be able to take care of this kid? Like, you shouldn't be able to be like, I'm on uh, welfare right now, and I'm gonna have a fucking kid. Like, you don't have any income. That mu- that is nothing but government money. You should be on the phone with a customer service representative <laughs> drilling you. The customer service representative from India. Yes. Yes. Asking you yes. all these questions. Where yes. is this kid gonna live? Yeah. Right, where do you do you have a two bedroom place? So you live in one bedroom and your kid's gonna be in the other. Yeah. Right. How is how is this going to work? Right. I can't do the Indian accent, but help me out there. <laughs> it's really thick. Like yes, how how are you going to afford these children? Yes. Um, if you can't afford them, you know how will you sustain them? If you can't sustain them, you know how will you take care of them? Are you married? Do you pick to have any children? By the time they go through all that, they're like, you know what? Screw it. I don't, I don't want no kids. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how pissed off they'd be if they had to call a customer service in India and have a kid. The weird part about that is, like, a lot of people who object to that are people that are like, well, it's going to be racially biased. Because if you do, if you say, like, you can't have a kid if you don't have any money, or there's a lot of black people that don't have money. There's a lot of this that don't have money. First of all, there's a lot of poor people, period, of all races. Like, yes, they are. People, like, it might be disproportionate to black people or Latino or whatever, but yeah, there's still a, ton, a shit ton of white people that can't have that actually uh, are, are poor. And then... Yeah. Kids the, are expensive. Yes, yes, they are. That's why we don't have any. Then when you expensive. look at abortion statistics, like, there's actually more white people, percentage-wise, that get abortions, but it's because they can afford to have an abortion. It's like a luxury birth control, where it's like, mm. it's like if you're broke as shit, part of the reason you're not getting an abortion is because you can't fucking afford an abortion. That's it, true. It ain't like it's a lot of money, but you're broke as shit. You're just like, is the lights on? Or have this baby and get $5,000 from the government or get a check from the government every month. Fuck it, I'll try the baby thing. Getting an abortion is not going to work out. Whereas, if you want to go to fucking college, you want to get married, you want to have like a certain job, you want to have a certain career and a lifestyle, and you have that money and that option, there's a lot of people that are just saying, fuck having a baby. I would rather be Mrs. So-and-so in five years or I'd rather yeah. be... Uh, you know, in my job in Europe and not have any ties. Like, see, these are the people that think ahead, though. Right. They're not the people that are having babies. Exactly. That's well, they, like I said, yeah. they, and they can afford it, though. Like, there's, 
in our clique of friends, there's definitely a few people that pay for abortions. I'm not saying no names or no shit, but the odds of none of our friends having paid. Like, if you can, yeah. abortion is a, if I can afford it and it's going to be a bad look for me, I'm going to go ahead and get it. Like, if you, there's a bunch of secret abortions going around. And no one has to really apply for them. No one has to admit to them. You don't get a tattoo on your arm. Hey, don't you think the world's a better place, though? When people... Yeah, no one should ever... For our group of friends. I don't know who... Yeah, none of those dudes. But none of them should yeah. be having kids if they're yeah. going out drinking three, four nights a week. Exactly. Chris Chan is the only dude where I was like, you having a kid, that will make the world a better place. And that's responsible. Right. <laughs> I mean, I believe he could probably afford a kid. Yeah, he, he was the first dude. He, he was the like dude. He's a good dad. He's yeah. the dude that all the time he hangs out, I'm like, why the fuck do you hang out with us? Like, why are you here? <laughs> yes. You have redeemable qualities. Like, this is a bunch of assholes. I don't, I don't know if you've seen these conversations we How have. How did you get mixed up in this group? Where did you come from? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely can... Um, understand the logic in that. Now, of course, emotionally, morally, there's going to be a lot of objections. Yeah. But yeah, just from a numbers, logic point of, point of view, how can anything make more sense than pass a test? You have to pass a test to have a driver's license. That's true. A baby's a little more important than a fucking driver's license. You can catch the bus somewhere. You cannot just fucking, like, pick up a kid. Like, it's completely, it's completely a lot more responsibility on me, on you, on everybody here that does not have a kid your kid will impact our lives somehow, whether I have to pay for that motherfucker yeah. or whether he's robbing me in 18 years because you got on crack and didn't want to fucking raise him right. Like, that's all worst-case scenario, but and, you know, it's, it's everybody's dream to have a kid when they get older. Well, the idea of having a little you is right. appealing. You know, you want to continue your family name, whatever. Yeah, very narcissistic. But, you know, but if you think about, like, who your kid's peers are going to be, because all the dumbest people are breeding more than the smarter people, it makes me not want to have kids because yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, that's why we keep building schools and jails. Like <laughs> that's how we that's how we fucking yeah. got. It's like oh, new school needs need another jail too. Like and we're just shipping people do off. Tests that by the time your children are five. They already predict, this is why they keep being in jails, they can already predict how many of the population is going to be in jail by the time they're like five or six. Yeah. So that's why they keep building because they go, okay, we have a certain percentage and this is how many are causing these problems. So our projection is that by the time, you know, they turn 18, this is how many jails we need. But my thing is that when it comes to kids... I'm like this. If we have them, fine. If we don't, fine. Because I'm like you. It's scary when you have a children, children, and you see the children doing all these wild and crazy things. And you're like, oh my gosh, are you for real? Like, it's more. I think. I think some people underestimate the responsibility of children. Mm-hmm. Like they underestimate everything that goes along. So I do think having a test will make sense because it will really make you question: Is this really for me? Because a lot of people have children for the wrong reason. And the more I think about it, the more I get pissed off because. There's a lot of people that have, like, talked to me to type pressure me into having kids. Yes. And they're not my, like, they're not even my, close enough for me to consider no. friends. They're just, like, people I know. Yeah, just feel like. like one dude, one dude emailed me, and he's, like, a customer of my old company who emailed me, like, a year later on my personal email. And he's like, have you had kids yet? And I was like, uh, first of all, hello, how are you doing? Second, <laughs> second of all, no, I have not had kids yet. And he's like, well, yeah, I think y'all should do it, man. Y'all really enjoy it. What kind of fucking plan is that for a life? Like, oh, you know, let's just do this shit. Fuck it, man. We don't need any money or preparation or space to raise them. Or we don't even know what kind of school they're going to go to. Fuck it. Just have them. It'll work out. Like, what kind of life? That is not, not that the kind of how you yet. make decisions in life, man. No. 
Like you so almost have to membership. Come on, I think you would like it. Yeah. yeah. Or going to a concert. You yeah. should go to Bonnaroo. Yeah. You would really like Bonnaroo. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah. sick. It's fucking it's sick. sick. Come it's on. Like, yeah. It's like, because I already went. I already got my tickets, which is what they're saying. It's like, yeah. I already got my tickets, dude. You have to fucking go to this too, man. Yeah, I got to bring you down to my level. Yeah. <laughs> Misery loves yeah. company, right? You never hear people without kids going, man, you need to really do this shit, dude. That's totally worth it. Like, no, oh. man. No, thank no. you. I'll decide on my own time if that's when we do that shit. Yes. You're not going to just make me do it because it'll make you feel better. You don't have to raise them. You're never going to be around when you're crying and shit. The best thing about other people's kids is when something happens, I can leave. That's right. Get back. Yeah. yeah, and it's that simple. And I don't know about guys, but but I know for females, a lot of times it's even worse. And a lot of times it's just random. Like, you can be talking to somebody then they'd be like, well, why don't you have kids? I was like, I don't want any right now. What about your husband? Well, he don't want any either. It's almost like when you get married, people assume that you automatically have to have children. It's this lie that women tell themselves that when you get married, you automatically got to reproduce. Says who? I just enjoy having sex with my husband, and that's okay. I don't want to reproduce. I don't want to have no kids, and it's almost impersonal because you go, well, when are you going to start doing it to your husband? Yeah. Like, like, that's what you're asking me without asking me. Yeah, like, pull a goalie already. Yeah. Fucking have some babies. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, do it right here. I want to see it. And you're like, come on. This yeah. is private. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I need to share this with somebody who who is I'm not close to, you know, versus if you really cool with somebody, you're more apt to share that information. I'm talking to the mic. I'm sorry, y'all. You might have to share the information. And from a woman's perspective, I mean, it's like a fireball. It's like, well, isn't your biological clock ticking? No, I turned mine off. <laughs> you know, mine is off. I threw it in the river. It's sinking. And I'm fine with that. And I refuse to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, I think the people that are scared to have kids are probably the people that, if ideally, those people are the ones who should have kids. And the people who are not scared of having kids should not be able to have kids. You cannot just pop these motherfuckers out like it's just, hey, let's take a trip to the movies. Like, it is so much more complex than that and complicated and costly and shit. So. Yes, and I can see it with Layla, you know, and I'm oblivious. Layla's to our, our niece. Oh, yeah, she, she's our niece. And when it comes to Layla, when she was an infant, I knew absolutely nothing about children. So I, my mother-in-law is like God sent because I used to ask her what's wrong with her. She be like, Karen, there's nothing wrong with you. I was like, are you sure? What's wrong with her? She be like, no, that's what children do. I'm like, why is she digging her up her nose? Why is she digging in her ear? Like, I would ask her questions like that. I was like, I don't understand because I've never had children. And I don't have any brothers and sisters, so I didn't see anybody uh -huh. raised. So, to me, it was new to see all this, you know, you, you're doing all this weird stuff. And I don't comprehend because I've been grown for so long that I don't comprehend that I went through that phase, too. So, I'm the type of person that I'm somewhat nervous and scared about having kids. So, I'm like, you know what? If it happened, it happened. If it don't, I won't shift to you. Right. All right. So, is that, you got more on that, PD, or is that pretty oh, much, yeah. did we get to the heart of it? That's pretty much it, I guess. All right. Licenses yeah. for kids, tests for kids, some something. We got to have some sort of like, I don't know. Multiple I, choice? I don't know that it got to be an IQ test, but it's got to be something. Well, that's like a, a business plan or something. That's more of a preventative measure, though, right? Right. But my stake on abortion is, you know, if you don't qualify, if you, you don't have to get one, if you don't get your driver's license and you have a kid anyway, abort him, abort him, abort him, abort him. <laughs> no abort button. <laughs> Mandatory abortions. <laughs> I don't 
think that would pass anything? <laughs> and then while they're getting the abortion, just slip in there and, and, and tie the tube. Yeah, just out, go ahead and get to it. Like, hey, you know, you don't need these. You can always like, untie them. Yeah. You get a job. Yeah. If you, if you get a house. Yeah. yeah, we have certain rules. You can get out of debt a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Yeah. You they don't have like, Visa, MasterCard. Yeah. You're almost there. Just get your credit score up, man. You're almost there. Oh, now you're qualified. Yeah. Come on in for the operation. Yeah. One time or two. Yeah. That sounds you, fin- like- you finally got a 650. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like every conservative nightmare. <laughs> you tell me I'm too stupid to have kids? Paying for 2012, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. Yes. So. Alright. Let's do, let's do a couple of topics and then, because uh, we that went on for a while, like 30 minutes. But I want to do some other shit that I wrote down this week. Alright. Oh, thanks to Joey Powell. He said in the uh, opening lyric selection. And uh, that actually was kind of perfect with the whole contraceptive thing. I didn't even know about that. I didn't think about that line when he sent me the, the lyrics. But um, I tried to read it like a typical... Cracker. You did good. You, you did, did a great good. job. I, I liked it. Yes. I, uh, whatever voice you want to read it in. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it like a black preacher the next time I do it. Um, <laughs> so, um, last week, we didn't talk about this much, but the rapper um, <clears throat> Guru from Gangstar, he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died in like a, he had like a coma or something. Oh. And then he just passed away like after a couple months. He said he had cancer for like a year or two or something Something like that. I don't know how the entire details, but what was weird about it is his partner, rap partner, his name is MC Solar, mm-hmm. got his, uh, what do you call it when um, someone is, uh, like, they take over the rights of how you're, how you're treated in the hospital, uh, um, um, whatever that is, where yeah. it's like, I make the decisions for this person's yeah. life. Like, it wasn't a family member, it was uh, another rapper. Yeah. Which a lot of people speculate is... Were they like partners, like yeah. real partners, like love partners, you yeah. know? Like, and they're both men. So, um, and I don't know if it's true or not, but is if if he was gay, and that's a big if. It's kind of sad that it's like, well, he's a rapper, so he can't like come out of the closet because hip hop is so like homophobic, Ooh, macho and manly. Like yeah. the entirety of hip hop is just like. The opposite of gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's nothing that would kill a rapper's career for, uh, worse than him being like, so I happen to be gay. No matter how good his career was going at yeah. that point, people would completely black him out. I don't know if it's just the black community's homophobia or if it's just like the hip hop community's homophobia because yeah. every lyric is just like, I'm so hard, I'll fucking kill somebody. I don't give a fuck. You know, like. You still be gay and say that, though. Yeah, you could. I mean, I saw Omar on The Wire. I don't know if y'all watched that, but yeah. Omar was gay, and he was the fucking... That was the one dude on the show where you're like, man, when don't he comes, mess with him. some shit is about to pop that pop off. Well, it's kind of it's kind of sad if he died that way. I don't know if he did or not, so just wanted to drop my two cents. Um, also, on Facebook, um, this lady is looking for her dad, and she started messaging me to ask... If, like, my dad might be her dad or if my granddad might be her, her dad. Like, and the lady's, like, 41 or something. My dad's maybe 50. Like, yeah, he's a little 50. Yeah, so I don't think my dad's her dad. He's never lived in New York or anything like that. But, um, like, maybe my granddad or something. But I didn't know my granddad. Um, okay. So, and, I don't, and, it, and his name wasn't the same as mine. She was just searching for my name on the internet. Found me on Facebook and was like... So, you know, my daddy was like, nope. No, lady. But, um, who are you? Yeah, so that was a little weird. Um, and then, like, 
another person friended me a couple days later and sent me a message like, so I'm looking for my dad. Because that first lady was like, I'm looking for my friend or my cousin. Like, he's looking for his dad or something. Oh, okay. So then someone else friended me a couple days later. Like, hey, man, I'm looking for my dad. He could be from down that area and shit. And I, like, I had to send my dad an email. Like, hey, you ever heard of this shit? My dad's like, hell no. So... <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like, gonna be sure your papa wouldn't roll the stone now. Yeah, <laughs> like at ten years old, he was really he was getting it in. He was hitting it hard. Wasn't he, was, it? he was in New York. He was doing all kinds of crazy Traveling. shit. Everything I learned about him living on Reed Avenue is just mm. complete bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, so last week, Eastland Mall mm-hmm. was closed. Woo-hoo! So um, well, I'm kind of sad. I mean. Wow. Where else am I gonna go to get shot after I pick up my Nikes? And I have no <laughs> idea. Hey, I have a lot of good memories from Eastland Mall, man. When yeah. I was a kid, that was the place that I went because I lived so close to it. For years, yeah. they had a skate ring. I mean, years ago, skate it really ring was awesome, man. Mm-hmm. For years ago, it really um, ice skate ring. But for years ago, it used to really be a beautiful place. But as time went on and. You know, you eating your sandwich and all of a sudden it's a shooting around you. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't want bullets with my french fries. I knew it was going downhill because I went to Harden High School for like a year. And then I had to, actually not even a year. I think I made it a semester. And I was fucking up so bad. I was like, can I go back to junior high for like a, a semester to get my mind right? I need to get these grades <laughs> back up. I'm fucking up. I wouldn't have got into college if I stayed there. But, um, so uh, I remember though when people skip school, they'd be like, let's go to Eastland Mall, man. And just hang out at the mall. And that was kind of the beginning of the end for that place. Because after that, like, they would just show reports on the news, like, the last couple of years. Like, 80 kids fought, you know, got in a fight and in the mall. Like, they just show parking lots full of fucking kids, kids. that probably, probably should have abort- been aborted. Um, <laughs> they, would, they would show a parking lot full of kids. I've been at, the, I've been at home. No parents in sight. Yeah. Just fucking kids hanging out. At midnight and shit. There's nothing. The mall ain't even open at midnight, and there's nothing good that can come yeah, of that. That's no. why they've been the curfew here now, where and that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Where if you are after a certain time, they'll actually arrest you, take you back home to your parents, and charge your parents. Yeah. Well, the parents should be charged because it's the parents' fault to begin with. The government yeah. shouldn't be having to intervene. <laughs> the parents should not let their kids be out at midnight. Exactly. And I think didn't uh, didn't they have like the power company or Time Warner Cable like where you can pay your bill. In Eastland Mall, or they probably did that. I know they had a couple of companies where it's like yeah. you can come here and pay your bill if your lights are about to get cut off and shit. Yeah. But I was like, if my lights are about to get cut, cut off, off, they're just gonna get fucking cut off because I'm not going to Eastland Mall with yes. cash. We, like, <laughs> we will be in the dark for two days <laughs> yeah. until we get reconnected. I'm yeah. sorry. I will just send the letter in the mail and take the consequences. Yes, but um, yeah, that's going. That's sad, man. No one can get shot anymore. Um, all right. So and also it's sad because where are those kids gonna go? I don't want to be going to South Park, even though I don't think South Park would allow it. Oh, man, I hope they would go to South Park. Oh, my God. South Park. Those old white ladies would be like, what the fuck is this? Put my, I'm going to tuck my pearls in. Yes. And get back in I'm going to clip my diamonds off right now. Stick them in my bra because I don't want to be moved. It'll start like this. A great escalation. And the amount of stolen Lexus SUVs <laughs> from the South Park parking Yeah. Out. So, like, we're not even locking our SUVs at this point. So, no. I think uh, we might be in trouble. No. Or, or, or else the crown will go up for old white ladies clenching their purses as their cars are rolling off in the parking lot. Woman, let the damn purse go. Yeah. Don't get beat up over a purse. No. Um, all right. So, this is artist named Tierra Marie, who I've never heard of. I don't really keep up with most of this shit music right now. No, but, no. um... She had a video called Sponsor, Banned from BET, mm-hmm. because it promotes gold digging. 
And um, I think that's an interesting place for BET to start drawing the line. Like, for fucking, what, 30, 40 years now? Like, I, ever since I was a kid, videos on BET are like shaking your ass. I remember Rump Shaker is like the first video where I was like, oh my God, you can put this on TV? There's like women in bikinis shaking their ass. Yes. There's like every fucking song is like, I fuck a lot of women, or I rob this dude, or I sell drugs, yeah. or I have a gun. And now you want to draw the line at this, but this lady's saying that it's okay for women to get paid for having sex or women, it's okay for women to target men with money to have sex. Like, how is that worse than anything any of these other motherfuckers have said? And on top of that, it got worse on Uncut. It was the show that used to come on BET like 4 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning yeah. called Uncut where they showed like the unedited videos. You mean telling me you show a half-naked, a total-naked woman on BET Right before the Creflo Hour Dollar Power come yeah, on. Yeah, the Creflo. That was know. the best. That was the best thing. Is like, <laughs> yeah. you know that dudes are like watching VT Uncut, which is like every uncensored video they cannot play during the day. Yes, right. It's like every to get on Uncut, all you have to do is be filmed in a strip club. Yeah. With women shaking their ass and have some ignorant ass lyrics like, "What does that thing smell like?" Some, <laughs> like that was literally that was a song yeah. on, on it was like what that thing smelled like get down touch your toes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so you either had to be filmed in a strip club or have a video so violent that they cannot show it during the day okay literally not even a minute after a BET goes uh, uncut goes off Crepo Dollar Hour of Power comes right it's just like Oh, good morning. Praise the Lord. Oh, yes. It's, it's like four in the morning. Low dollar power an hour. Come on. Like, I, would, I would hate to be that dude that either showed up five minutes too early or five, five minutes, minutes too late. late. <laughs> Where you're like, I want to watch uh, BET and jack my dick and then, oh no, curve low dollar. Yeah. <laughs> or either you the person going, I'm ready for power hour. Oh, what is yeah, this? Yeah. No. I'm just ready to get my praise on. Oh, titties. Oh, no. there's too much of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that I don't know that I just thought that was an interesting place to uh, and get mad yeah. at TV. You sinful TV. All right, so my man um, Marvin Harrison, wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, uh, everybody loves Marvin Harrison because he never celebrates touchdowns. No. He never talks to anybody. No. Never does interviews. He's quiet. And uh, analysts, especially, love to juxtapose him with like Randy Moss or Anquan Bolden, like. Any superstar athlete that talks too fucking much is like, why can't you be more like Marvin Harrison? Well, here's why you can. ESPN examines Marvin Harrison case. ESPN is revisiting foggy circumstances surrounding former NFL star Marvin Harrison and two Philadelphia shootings that left one man dead. An E60 piece, which is like their version of 60 Minutes. Okay. Um, anyway, they aired that shit. Philadelphia's district attorney Seth Williams tells the television news magazine that Harrison, a former coach wide receiver with Philadelphia, uh, with Philadelphia roots, so he was born there or something, is a person of interest, which means suspect when they can't, like, pin you down. It's like, we're interested in him. Why would you be interested in anybody for a murder? Because they fucking did it, or you think they did it. It's not... That's right. There's never really a person of interest. Yeah, you got some (laughs) evidence that tells you, but it's not enough to go arrest them. So he's a person of interest in the investigation of Dwight Dixon's shooting death, and has remained such. So even though this shit happened, like, a couple years ago, when he was still playing... They actually are still investigating this motherfucker. So they think that he did it, which is what they're saying there. You don't just by happenstance investigate someone for two years and go, probably didn't do it, but he's just being thorough. No, you fucking think he did it. Um, All right. So Dixon had accused Harrison of shooting him after the two scuffled at the 25th and Thompson Street in April 8th when he was shot seven times by an unknown unknown gunman 
in July 2009. So a year later, he got fucking shot and mm-hmm. whatever. So Dixon told police he believed Harrison was involved. The shooting victim died in September. Dixon's accusation came as he went into surgery weeks before his death. That seems like a powerful information that's sustained. And there's a standard of law that dying declarations often are. We can believe them more than other types of information. So this dude is like, Marvin Harrison was involved in getting me shot, getting me, you know, whatever. He dies a couple months later after getting shot nine times. Um, I guess he was not like 50 Cent. Um, so, all right. Um, his criminal defense attorney, Jerome Brown, declined to comment for a story. Um, Dixon had accused Harrison of shooting him in 2000 after a, a 2008 altercation, brought a civil case against the wide receiver who did not play last season. Dixon was later convicted of lying to the police. He initially gave a different story and was shot in July while sitting in his car. Uh, Mr. Dixon alleges that the gunman was paid by Mr. Harrison to shoot him. A detective wrote uh, in police documents cited by ESPN. The document ad- documents add new details to previous reports about Dixon's accusation following the second shooting. Um, and another document quotes detective asking Dixon as he headed to surgery, you may not live, who shot you? And he says, you know what it is, it's the same thing from last time, Marvin Harrison. So, Marvin Harrison might like to shoot people. But uh, in case Marvin Harrison listens to this, we're not talking about him. We're talking about a different dude Yes. Uh, that is named Marvin Harrison. Anyway, <clears throat> next thing. Uh, so there was a gay divorce in Texas that got denied. Um, apparently, Texas don't like gay marriage. And even though they define marriage as being between a man and a woman, they also define divorce as being between a man and a woman. So <laughs> even, <laughs> even though they, they say it's wrong, they're like, we can't even divorce you. You got to stay in this gay situation. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was a little bit over the top, man. That's um, great. Wow. I, I wouldn't go into details. Cause I printed out the article, but fuck that shit. We, we already talked about abortion. But one thing about gay couples, don't need abortions. At all. Just think about it. Just think about it. I don't know. What if, uh, what if the, well, two, two lesbians, obviously. Artificial insemination? Yeah, what if they change their mind? They're like, they're going to fight, you know, mm. and they want to break up. Well, well, who's going to take care of the kid? Double abortions. Yeah, we. I don't know, our theory needs a little work, but I think we can get something in there for gay marriage. Like we, we either do double abortions or you get two men, no abortions. Maybe we had a gay man adopt the uh, the, the lesbian women's kids. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. Uh. Commercials. I saw two commercials that I don't like. Okay. One. Well, actually, one is an audio commercial. I keep hearing on the radio. Have y'all heard the one where a woman's like? Uh, it's a person that's calling her phone, and he's like, Mrs. Johnson, you haven't sent in your payment this month. Yes. Uh, it looks like you're a little late, and you've only been paying the minimum balance. And then the lady's like, oh, I know. I'm just trying so hard. You know, I promise I'm going to pay you. And then the guy's like, did you know you can call, like, creditsolution.com and fucking get out of this? And she's like, then I won't have to talk to people like you anymore. And he's like, oh, something like that. Number one. That's unrealistic. No, no credit collector is going to fucking tell you how to not pay his ass. That's right. There's never all his money. Yeah, he's never going to be like, why don't you call these people that are actually going to uh, take money from you while not paying my fucking bill and then collect that money and later try to shaft me on the fucking bill by giving me a percentage of that. So later on, those credit collection companies, all they do is they get your uh, contact information changed over to them. They don't pay. They take, they take like, say, $400 from you every month, right? The first, like, two or three months is going straight to their pocket, right? After that, you haven't paid your bills in three months, so your credit score is going down. Yes, it is. After that, they start taking that money and putting it in, like, an account. Mm-hmm. 
Then they call your creditors and negotiate with them and say, so this person owes you uh, $6,000. They haven't paid you in 10 months, but we do have uh, whatever, $400 times, you know, seven. Mm -hmm. We have that shit. What if we give you $2,100 instead of the $6,000 they owe you? Or you don't get shit. And normally, collectors will say, okay, fine, we'll write this off. It's, it's so far uh, uh, behind, behind. Yeah. we will write this shit off for you. They would never tell you to fucking do that, is all I'm saying. No credit card company is going to say, here's a way you cannot fucking pay us, and we know we're going to get ripped off. Yeah. And, and then she insults the dude by being like, I don't have to talk to anyone like you. Bitch, I just helped you. You're welcome. <laughs> what the fuck is that? And it's very unrealistic. <laughs> Not all, but a lot of those people are very nasty. They're very rude. They're like, well, you can afford a dancing machine. Why can't you afford to pay your bills? <laughs> yeah. Like, for when you talk to these people, they are really, really nasty with you. Like, they're like, you're at home. Why aren't you working? They ask stupid yeah. questions like that. And you're like, well, I can't pay you because I don't got the money. Well, can you do a direct deposit? I don't work. Like, how can I give you a direct deposit? Well, they're just reading the script anyway. Yeah, it's like zero plus zero equals zero. I ain't got none. I can't give you none. And, the, I, and we have, for the record, we have not had these calls in years. In a long time. Right. But anyway. In a long time. That's a little disclaimer. But, um, you know, we was broke and shit. It was, yeah, unemployed, hey. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so, um, uh, let me see what else. Uh, oh, and then the shampoo commercial. There's a shampoo commercial that says, um, you have 70% more luster to your hair. How the fuck do you measure? How do you measure luster? And how did you get a percentage? It's all bullshit. Yeah, you, you, I know when Your I'm getting bullshit. Your hair will shine a little bit harder. Why did you just be like it'll look a little more shiny? You won't know why, but trust me or whatever. Don't tell me seventy percent. Okay, you got a luster measure. What, what is the stick? Anyway, um, uh, congrats to my man Mo. He uh passed his army exam and. I really had to take a lot of credit for it because we play basketball a lot, and mm -hmm. I feel like it's my leadership that made him able to pass that uh, physical exam. So, uh, congrats to uh, joining the white Woo! man's army. I'm in the army now. Go, uh, don't, hopefully you won't have to go overseas and kill more brown people, brother. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my friend Maddie says we're all on the same email list. Mm -hmm. Hi, Maddie. Hey, Maddie. What's up? Hey, Maddie. What's up? We love you. Hi, PD. Um, uh, I'm PD. Anyway, so uh, we um actually ha he gets emails from his cousin, his cousin who's like some retard. I'm really conservative, I guess. But um, he sends these chain emails out to the whole crew. Like, read this shit. That's always asinine. So I saved one, and I want to read that shit. Because right. his cousin is a jackass. Um, <clears throat> the cow and the ice cream. Um. <laughs> One of the best explanations on why Obama won the election. Uh, anytime you think you can simply explain something as complex as an American election by an allegory with a cow and ice cream, uh, I guarantee this is not going to end well. No, it's not. From a teacher in the Nashville area in the South, um, we are worried about the cow when it's all about the ice cream. The most eye-opening civics lesson I ever had was while teaching third grade this year. The presidential election was heating up and some of the children showed an interest. I decided we would have an election for a class president. We would compose, we would choose our nominees. They would make a campaign speech and the class would vote. To simplify the process, candidates were nominated by other class members. We discussed what kinds of characteristics these students, these students should have. We got many nominations and from those, Jamie and Olivia were picked to run to, for the top spot. The class has done, had done a great job in their selections. 
Both candidates were good kids. I thought Jamie might have had, might have an advantage because he, he got lots of parental support. I had never seen Olivia's mother. I don't know what that part means. But, um, I guess because Dan never seen Obama's birth certificate. I think that's the way I said Olivia was black. Um, the day <laughs> the day arrived when they were making when they were to make their speeches. Jamie went first. He had specific ideas about how to make our class a better place. He ended by promising to do his very best, and everyone applauded. And he sat down. That's really ironic because I believe that Sarah Palin's uh, speech verbatim. All right. I think that's exactly what, maybe there's a couple of uh, Joes in there, like, in there, that's about it. Um, everyone applauded, he sat down. Now, it was Olivia's turn to speech. Her speech was concise. She said, if you vote for me, I will give you ice cream, and she sat down. The class went wild. Yes, yes, we want ice cream. She surely, she surely would say more. Uh, she did not have to. That, those two sentences don't go together. Um, she surely would say more. She did not have to. I don't know. A discussion followed. How did she plan to pay for the ice cream? She wasn't sure. Would her parents buy it or was, would the class pay for it? She didn't know. The class really didn't care. All they were thinking about was the ice cream. Jamie had for, was, for, was forgotten. Olivia won by a landslide. Every time Barack Obama opened his mouth, he offered ice cream and 52% of the people reacted like nine-year-olds. They want ice cream. The other 48% know they're going to have to feed the cow and clean up the mess. This is the ice cream Obama promised us. Then these things always end with like some sort of like aside at the end, like the Dr. Phil fucking statement to end the show. Wow. Remember, the government underlined. <laughs> you don't have to emphasize on the government, man. Wow. You know? The government cannot give anything to anyone. They have not first taken away from someone else. Did you vote for the ice cream? Hell yeah, <laughs> I did. Strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking ridiculous. You can't, I, you can't politically give me an argument that that is a children's story. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not gonna support. I that. turned my ice cream into frappuccino. What you gonna do about that? <laughs> yeah. oh, that's man. a very good email though, because you have to consider the target market for it. Yes, uh, they're simpletons that would be able to read that and make sense of it. Yeah, yeah. it's read by nine year olds. That's right. Picks on nine year olds. It's kind of sad <laughs> in a way. Like I have a nine nine year old reading level. Does that work? Yes, idiot. Um, what is it about motorcycles that turn people into dicks, man? I was driving down the street and this fucking dude on a motorcycle, like, he could not wait to fucking pass me. And I was doing a little above the speed limit anyway. And it was fucking raining. It was raining. And this dude's just like, yeah, 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 like, in and out of fucking traffic. I don't know if he's like, watch, he just watched fucking Torque or some shit. But he was completely, he was completely oblivious to traffic and the weather and everything. It was like one of the most dickhead moves I've ever seen. And it's like, I don't know what makes people assholes more, a gun or a motorcycle. I don't know. They both kill, so I, I don't know. It really brings the asshole out of people. And I don't know if it's just like, I'm an asshole, so I'm going to buy a motorcycle. Or if it's just like, I'm a, I got a motorcycle and then I became an asshole on the, on the street. Because it's really like, I guarantee you that most people on a motorcycle have done something that they're like, I could have got killed. That was fucking crazy right there. I shouldn't have done that. It's like, it just brings it out of you. Just like... At the basketball court, most dudes that want to fight all the time own a gun. It's never, like, uh -huh. those two things are fucking written in stone. The dude that wants to fight you probably has a gun in the car. Dude that's acting like a dick on the road probably has a motorcycle. I don't know what the fuck that is, but <laughs> just thought I'd bring that up. See, I would think it'd be an SUV, not a motorcycle, but... 
Yeah, yeah, soccer moms are dangerous, but they're more of a uh, stupid dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why did I buy this big ass van on wheels? Like, do do oh, I ran over the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. It's like a house on wheels. My bad. Yeah. Excuse me, motorcycle man. Like, yeah. that, shout out to barbecue kids. It's a little different. Like, yeah, motorcycle dude is more like. I'm just an adrenaline junkie. I'm an asshole. Fuck it. Get out of my way. And I will give him credit because he does know what he's doing. Like, I'm sure after they die or when they're laying there in a coma or whatever the fuck, I'm sure that that dude is like, I live my life with no regrets. You know what I'm saying? The SUV lady that just like does a U-turn and flips her shit over with the kids in the van because she's late to soccer practice. Like, fuck that lady too. But anyway, that day the motorcycle got pissed me off. Um... Uh, my shirt was inside out at work for like three hours Friday. <laughs> you do that. Like a button up? <laughs> uh, it was a um, it was a polo. It was casual Friday. Oh, okay. And uh, I went to the bathroom. No one fucking told me, man. I went to the bathroom. I was washing my hands, um, which is another reason you should always wash your hands after you take a piss. I was washing my hands or shit. Some of you, some of you, wash your hands in the bathroom. Yes. Let me blow your nose. Yes. Anyway, um, so I washed my hands. And I look at my shirt. I was like, is this? Are those lines on the outside of my shirt? I don't remember that. I was not looked down. I was like, oh, the tags on the outside. So I had to flip my shirt inside out. <laughs> and uh, I blame the NBA playoffs because I keep staying up late watching that shit. And I, I'm not 100% in the morning, dude. <laughs> I, I get to work at 7 and I'm still like waking up until yeah. like 10. I find out the scores after the fact because I, I know the Lakers game. I know they've been off the chain, but I can't. I got to have a whole eight hours. I'm like the little kids. I'm not. I don't function well without it. It's a good thing nobody watches the NBA, otherwise nobody would be productive at work. <laughs> and they'd be wearing um, their shirts inside out all the time. A lot of listeners to this show are going to be mad about that. <laughs> Petey doesn't watch the NBA. The rest of y'all are cool with me. Don't I like right. college basketball. It is, but yeah, it doesn't come do out like, um, I like I like college ball, but I don't know how you can like college ball and not like the NBA because it's the best people from college all playing without the sorry people from college anymore. It's yeah, like, but they don't play as a team. It's just one-on-one. Some and of, then there's four other guys. Some some teams are like that, but that's just because it looks that way because they're so good. Like, it's like <laughs> if you took the best motherfucker from every team in college and put them together, like, Tyler Hansborough is going to come down and shoot that shit the majority of the times. Like, he's not going to come down and be like, well, now I'm working on my passing. And... Hey, let's do the give and go for old time's sake. Like, that dude's like, I'm about to bust your ass. But anyway, um, um, all right. So, uh, my man Dave, you know Dave, um, mm-hmm. Kilimanjaro, he got towed at Dixie's. What? Yes. Next morning or that night? That Good night. Because oh, Dave doesn't park in the parking lot. He likes to park up the street to save a couple dollars on parking. It's like $5 to park at Dixie's. Yes, sir. And it was 10 that night because there was a concert. Yeah. But also because there's a concert, I bet the tow truck companies were like, oh, we're about to they get were some. On, they were on top of that. It was like Bon Jovi, so there's like 40-year-old housewives that never come uptown. So you know they don't know where to park, and they're just like, park oh. here. And then they come and tow that shit away. Well, they caught Dave, who wasn't going to the concert, but he never parks in the right place. So, he's, and I, I tried to tell him, like, it's going to cost $200 to get your car. But in the long run, you probably save money. I mean, if you come to wing night 50 times... And you don't pay for parking. That's two hundred and fifty dollars you saved. So you came out fifty dollars in the positive. You know what I'm saying? Look at it that way. So it's kinda like karma come back to get him for all those times that he cheap out yeah. parking. Yeah, and I pay for it all the time. I don't make nearly as much money as Dave, right? So Dave's like, Hey man, can you give me a ride to the tow place? And I was like, First of all, I'm going home, it's like eleven o'clock. I'm like, no. But second of all, where is the tow place? And I know I was kind of being an asshole for 
saying no and then asking where it was because it's like I, I should have waited for him to say it and then go oh I, I'm not going there but I was just like where is it at anyway just to get the laugh and he's like uh, it's on Wilkinson Boulevard I was like oh hell fuck no, no. I'm not going know. and you shouldn't go yes I don't know if y'all know anything about Charlotte for all y'all people that are out of town there's certain place you don't go Wilkinson Boulevard West Boulevard yeah you know nothing against people that live on those roads if y'all listen to the podcast but they are unsafe at night yeah, and he and he's like, um, you wanna will you give me a ride over? I was like, no, no, it's after sundown, and I'm not going there. And I I'm guarantee I will be the dude that leads the news article next the next day when it's like this young black dude that had a job and was doing positive shit for his life got shot. Like that's how all fucking articles <laughs> that start with Wilkinson Boulevard happen. It's like yes. some motherfucker what that a was sad story. He had a four point twelve GPA and he was about to go to Harvard. Like, and he was the one that got shot. He didn't have shit to do with anything. But um, you know, sorry, Dave, man. Don't you know? Don't feel too bad about that. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, next time look where you park. Yeah, yeah. dude. If you, there's no parking, don't park there. Pay the five dollars, save the two hundred dollars, and I don't know how much the cab ride was, but I hope you made it out in the end. Um, there was a, uh, ABC had this show about successful black women not being able to find a man. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, I, when PD was talking about China, it did make me think if 42% of successful black women, however you measure success, can't find a man and all these men are in China, they can't find a woman. Uh-oh. Bam! Oh, snap. Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger Woods. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can yeah. fucking... We can fucking take over, man. So anyway, but I thought about that earlier. Um, but it, that's gonna be too much success, ain't it? Yeah, it was weird because Steve Harvey was hosting it, and Steve Harvey's been divorced like two or three times. Yes, he has. Um, and then there's like the Sherry Shepherd, who's not that attractive anyway. I, no, I don't. The lady from the View. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they define success though. Is I get paid to talk for a living. Now I'm successful. Like. What is what about being quote unquote successful really means that you're a good person and are marriage material anyway? There's a lot of people who are good at their jobs that I feel are complete assholes and mm-hmm. vapid waste of human humanity. Yes. I would never want to hang out with you. Matter of fact, most people who are really good at their jobs I don't like. Like, calm down. <laughs> it's a fucking job, man. You don't own the company, calm down. Yeah, you're not signing chicks. And why why do you feel like you have to validate your existence by whether you have a man or not? Like be successful, go home, and be fucking happy, man. I saw a couple of successful black women in Dixie's the other night. Um, and I could tell because they didn't have a man. They they like they were looking for somebody. Um, it's like you've been really good at one thing, but then because you're so good at that, you're lacking everywhere else. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, look, maybe you shouldn't have a person, or if you want that to be a priority in your life, other shit has to sacrifice. It's much more complex than any simple 15, 20-minute TV show can address in yes. a, like, oh, well, now you can go out and get a man. I mean, everyone's so self-centered. Everyone offers all advice from their own point of view. And no one ever thinks they need to get their shit together. Yes, I've never seen one of these shows. Yeah. Never seen one of these shows where I'm like, well, I could lose a little weight. And you know what? I do get cranky sometimes. Like, it's always just like, I'm just looking for somebody that I can protect the whole special and do this and cook and clean. Like, really? Is that what really would make you happy? I, I still believe single people are the best salesmen in the world because nobody nobody will address all of your needs like a single person until you get in a relationship and you're like, this motherfucker was lying. False like, advertisement. <laughs> like, no one's honest when they're fucking looking for a relationship. Everybody's like, yeah, I love to do all that. 
uh, mushy shit that you love. What? What are you like? Flowers? Are you in the plays? Yeah, I'm into that shit. Walks on the beach. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> I'm just love standing, shaping, eating pussy. That's my two favorite things in the world. <laughs> Um, Hold up, you're not even going to bring up the fact that the whole premise for this show seems completely racist and you're not yeah. offended by that as a uh, black man? I'm not offended by it as much as, um, I think, black people in general. Like, men, women, whatever, we're very obsessed with each other as if, like, we own the rights to the other, like, the other uh, sex. It's, and it's frustrating to me. I, t- I talk about it all the time, like, on Twitter and uh, sometimes on my blog. It's fucking weird to me that there's this... Ownership implied when you say black men like white women or this I should have a black man by now. Like you should just find somebody that a you man, like, no like, matter what their fucking color that's is. Right. And and be cool with that. That's like right. I don't even get the obsession like over black women have more of a problem having finding a man than somebody else. It's just like, well, you obsess about it more and there's a lot of there's just a lot of factors to it. It cannot be simplified into any Talking point. No. There's too many factors. There's motherfuckers in prison. There's motherfuckers that don't got GDs. There's like there's too much there's AIDS. There's so much shit in the black community that we have. The church. There's so much shit that keeps people separate. You really cannot just say, Let's have a twenty minute T V show about this or a a touring panel of people that tell an audience full of black people what they need to do. Yeah, and, and also I think just as black people, as our culture, sometimes it's a lot scared. It, we have a fear with stepping outside our race when it comes to dating. Like other races have kind of intermingled for a while, so it's not a big thing. That You know what? Statistically, that's, that's not true. We actually marry interracially more than most other cultures. I wonder why these successful black women, what the hell are they complaining about then? Because it, it, it's always a black man and a white woman. No, I mean, even, even with uh, black women, like mm-hmm. compared to other races, Percentage-wise, okay, we marry outside of our race more than compared to other races. Oh. So, like you take Asians, they marry more. They marry Asians at a higher rate than we would. Okay, men and women. Is okay. I'm not saying as high for women. Yeah, but it's it's kind of ridiculous. It's only a show because people will watch it, and because black women are being hustled to man. The fuck, That's they're, true. They're yeah. relationship hustlers out there. Steve Harvey should not be giving anyone fucking advice. On how to be married. <laughs> Who he's a fucking comedian. It's like me coming out with a book and being like, "So let me tell you how to stay in shape." Like I'm fat. Why would I fucking do that? Why would you read that? You're an idiot. Like these, everyone in that audience. I said, I said this about the uh, trial. Uh, we were talking about. Um, I think it was the rappers or whatever. But I, same thing with the Steve Harvey shit. If if a fucking bomb went off in the middle of that theater. No one's going to be missed, is all I'm saying. If you're the kind of one that is like, I need to go talk to Steve Hart about getting my relationship life straight, let's just blow that shit up. No one's going to miss you, is all I'm saying. Um, also, I went to the uh, store today. We're about to wrap up. I went to the store today. Um, what's up with um, special needs people being the people that do the buggies at all the grocery stores? Like, when it's like wrangling the buggies and getting them so you can like... Mm-hmm. Like, I walked in, this dude was, like, talking to himself. He had a Harris Teeter uniform on. I was like, why's that dude talking to himself? And then he walked outside, got all the buggies, pushed them in, well, still talking to himself. I, I think that uh, if they hire a certain amount of people, I think they get, like, tax breaks. I don't mean a home or something. Like, like the government <laughs> assist them for hiring special needs. It's got to be something, right? Yeah. It's not, because I know it's not just me that noticed that. And it's every, it's in every one of them, like, it is always like that is the special or, needs department. Or, or they must have some um, relationship with them that says, "Hey, 
if you can get somebody that's not attacking our customers, we'll hire some, a percentage <laughs> of your people. Yeah, but, but we want our customers to be safe. Like, if they just push the buggies, we cool with that. We don't want them jumping on the people in, in the meat aisle or... Or throwing vegetables as long as they can come in there and just do simple tasks. They must got a relationship. It seems kind of discriminatory, but I guess maybe it's like their version of affirmative action or something. Might be. Like, it is definitely, that market is cornered by special needs people. I mean, it used to be, you know, former prison inmates and shit, but like the the special needs people are taking over that market, man. So if you went to college for um, pushing buggies, uh, tough luck, man. Unless uh, Unless you got some type of mental retardation or something. Um, and then the last thing, um, actually, how much time is left? Because, uh, fuck it, we'll do articles on uh, Wednesday. All right, the last thing, you think Facebook is for Farmville, don't you? Yes, sir. Farmville and Cafe World. I went on to your Facebook page today because <laughs> I wanted to, you know, it's disgusting, refresh myself with y'all. And I wanted to get, like, a, an insight into your life a little bit to see your wall and see what of your friends have commented you, on you it or what. Yeah, it was check, all Farmville. Yeah, check yeah. his out. I even clicked more information at the bottom <laughs> to see past posts and it's all Farmville. <laughs> Nobody knows what can is going <laughs> No. You go to somebody else's Facebook page and it's like, this person is eating uh, dinner. This person is washing their car. Karen shit is like, I gave so-and-so a lollipop. <laughs> this person learned to cook muffins. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> And that's why I love the South Park episode and picked on Cafe World in Farmville. It was hilarious to me because I understood. It's some kind of a sick addiction. Um, I don't know. People yes. are just picking on our ADD or something. It's, it's literally a social networking site designed to just waste your fucking time. Where it's just like, how can I get this person to get off work, hop on here for three hours, and pretend oh, to grow yeah. crops? Like, <laughs> anyway, this has been another episode of Black Guy Tips Podcast. Uh, with your host Rod and Karen. Yes. And we had a guest, Petey. Um, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. Um, say that again. That is in DAT. And uh, also, I updated my blog today. So check out my blog, uh, theblackguywithtips.blogspot.com. And, um, you know, you can find out some interesting shit on there. Uh, like how I feel about, um, I don't know, skinny jeans and shit like that. I hate skinny jeans. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you won't go too far with it alright guys so we're out and uh, we'll talk to you later love you love you too baby Mwah. Mwah. Uh-oh. thanks Petey <laughs> <laughs>